0: Partially Examined Life Precognitions introduce philosophical topics for upcoming episodes to give you a few weeks to do the reading yourself. They also serve as quick, standalone summaries of the work. You can read more about these topics, get the works we cover, and listen to Partially Examined Life Conversations at partiallyexaminedlife.com. Hi, this is Seth Paskin in Austin, Texas, recording the precognition for episode number 80, where we'll be reading Martin Heidegger's Letter on Humanism. The Letter on Humanism was written in response to a letter sent to him by a French student asking, How can we recover a sense of the word humanism? Heidegger uses this question as a pretext for discussing how his philosophy of being relates to humanism, Christianity, Marxism, and existentialism. He wrote it shortly after being banned from teaching by the post-war tribunal for his involvement with National Socialism during World War II. The text is less an argument than an example of the poetic way of thinking characteristic of Heidegger's later works, the works after his turn, or Kere. Heidegger, in the text, is going to trace the origins of concepts and words and make associations to suggest what he sees as a more original, richer, or deeper reading of the essence of human being and being than he thinks are available under the predominant Western metaphysical paradigm. That paradigm has three primary characteristics with which Heidegger will take issue. It interprets being through beings rather than interrogating being itself. As a consequence, human being is interpreted against and among beings instead of recognizing its unique relationship to being, and third, it is committed to a substance ontology that blinds us to other ways of seeing being than in the subject-object dynamic. All of these things stand in the way of achieving a different way of seeing being. It's not that they are wrong or that there is a right way, but they do need to be overcome to get at something more originary. Overcome, in scare quotes here, is meant in a technical sense, and Heidegger first alludes to it in Being and Time when he talks about the destruction of metaphysics. In keeping with Being in Time, Heidegger will assert that the way to get to being is through human being. In this lecture, Heidegger will talk about thinking and claim it provides a unique and privileged relationship between human being and being. He is using thinking in a technical sense here. It's what he's trying to do in this text as opposed to reasoning, analysis, or understanding in the traditional, metaphysically overdetermined sense. So first Heidegger puts forth that thinking establishes a relationship between human being and being. It is in thinking that human being can achieve the fullness of its essence. Thinking and language have a relationship as well. Heidegger says, In thinking, being comes to language. Language is the house of being. In its home, human beings dwell. Those who think and those who create with words are the guardians of this home. Their guardianship accomplishes the manifestation of being in so far as they bring this manifestation to language and preserve it in language through their saving." End quote. This is pretty typical of the language in this essay and much of later Heidegger. It can be a bit abstruse and occasionally annoying, but once you know his code, you can get a grasp of what he's trying to say even if you don't get it. He thinks there is a different way for human beings to be outside of the metaphysical paradigm and his metaphors dwelling nearness, home, clearing, essentially spatial metaphors, are positioned against traditional metaphysical metaphors such as seeing, grasping, penetrating, getting, the ownership language, if you will, of subject-object metaphysics. Heidegger refers to the ancient Greek distinction between praxis and poesis. He claims that already in Plato and Aristotle, thinking is seen as techne, in other words, a praxis, in service of doing and making. It has logic. Thinking, taken in itself, is not practical, and this determining of thinking as techne, as an art, as a practical art, is the root of the cover-up that he is trying to expose. Thinking in the sense that Heidegger wants to use it is the purview of philosophy. Thinking in the technical sense is the purview of science. Philosophy is guilty of perpetuating the error by trying to treat thinking practically but somehow elevate itself above science. In doing so, it forgets being in favor of beings, a.k.a. metaphysics. Trying to recover thinking, and by extension language, from logic or techne does not mean that Heidegger wants us to be irrational. Thinking ceases to be thinking when it becomes techne. Instead, it becomes something else. Language, when used for thinking as techne, serves to objectify everything, and objectification is domination. The misuse of language in metaphysics or in the metaphysical discourse is really violence against others. This is a point that Heidegger makes in Letter on Humanism, uh, although it is somewhat subtle with respect to its normative qualities, which I've highlighted here. Heidegger then reiterates the question and implies that the request to recover humanism is a request to recover this technical use of language, logic and reason, after a period of insanity. Again, this is implied, this is my reading of it, but given the context, this is when he was writing. He instead posits that we might not want to recover it and instead should use this as an opportunity to try and recast humanism as caring that human beings be human and not inhumane. In other words, not talk about recovering human beings as rational or the rationality of human beings after what was perceived as an irrational or insane period. Instead, focus on how humans can actually be humane. Heidegger traces what he considers to be the different ways in which human being has been conceived and how humanism is tied to one specific modality of this. So he mentions Marx, where Humans are social, and their natural needs are to be secured. He mentions Christianity, where humans exist as creations of God with a redemption in the next life. He mentions the Roman conception, which comes from the Greek, where the concept of humanitas is first introduced. And in this context, humans are contrasted essentially with barbarians. All of these modalities, and you can add if you want Aristotle's idea that human beings are political animals. Are grounded in a metaphysics or ground metaphysics. And what he means by that is that if you determine the essence of human being as X, then you are presupposing an interpretation of beings because you are defining human being against other beings. Heidegger wants to get outside of this and think human being directly in relation to being, not other beings. Now, to do this, thinking being is not a transcendental exercise. You can't escape metaphysics. You have to question it from within a metaphysical framework. In this case, humanism, traditionally conceived, sees human being as the animale rationale, or the rational animal. Man is that rational animal. We, as one type of living creatures, differ from other living creatures in that we employ reason. We are essentially homo animalis, distinguished only by an attribute or characteristic, now, Heidegger goes through some machinations around this, and he wants to claim that human being is sui generis, which means one of a kind or unique, by virtue of thought and language. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail. There is a ton of wordplay and poetic language that you should really read in this yourself. Um, let me just give you a sense of what he does. I mentioned before that for Heidegger, metaphysics is committed to substance ontology. Now, substance, traditionally, in his interpretation of the tradition means the presence of what is present that is the physical or temporal immediacy of what is actual in the world as opposed to what is potential so you can think of substantiality or the substantiality of a thing substance means what is present aka the actual thing itself this is the essential thing not its accidental qualities in the tradition Substance denotes that which distinguishes a thing from other things expressed in terms of qualities or attributes, or rather that in which qualities or attributes inhere. You also might hear the language occur, instantiate, and so on. This requires presence. In other words, there has to be something in which all these qualities can inhere or adhere. So substance is both the presence of a thing understood as what is actual and persists, as well as the thing itself understood as that which distinguishes an entity from other entities. It's the underlying substrate that extends, as well as what distinguishes one thing from another thing. This is metaphysics. This is the metaphysical view of substance. This view also presupposes subjectivity of some sort, because presence and persistence of these things is a presence and persistence to a perceiving subject. That could be subjects like us, it could be God, it could be any number of things, but the whole concept of persistence and presence is persistence and presence for some kind of subject that will perceive these things as objects. Now what Heidegger is saying is something like this. The way a human being becomes present, and what he means here is in its proper essence or in the way in which he wants to claim is originary, compared to this metaphysical view, is to be present to being, not to God, not to other subjects, but to being. So what would it mean for a subject to become present as an object or thing? Metaphysically, that would be being present for other subjects, to be an object for another subject. For human beings to become present to being, it's not objectivity in that metaphysical sense where the human being is a persistent and individuated substance. Rather, the essential presence of human being is what he calls ecstatic inherence in the truth of being. Human beings persist, they have presence, by inhering in the truth of being. Now, that's typical of Heideggerian language in this essay. I'm not going to try to explain what that means, because you can't, or at least I can't. But this is what Heidegger wants to posit and the language he uses to describe this way of being which is different than being present as an object he describes this or he calls this existence and the way he writes it is ek-existence or ek-existential those sorts of things so he uses this ek-symbology in his language to denote this now stretching the analogy that we created above being is more like substance and the human being is more like qualities or attributes rather than human being being a substance. What persists is being, with a capital B. Any existence that human beings have depends on the truth of being. And so by ecstatically inhering in this truth, if human beings could listen to that and be aware of it, if you will, then human beings would fulfill their essential nature. So that's a very short summary of kind of what Heidegger's getting at in this letter on humanism book. There's quite a bit in the essay where he goes into great detail about various aspects of this. This is really what he does in the text to answer the question of what is the essence of the human being and how he doesn't answer the question of how to recover humanism. Hopefully, this will be of some use to you and set the stage for listening to our discussion in a couple of weeks. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, join our Citizens membership group on our website for $5 a month and be connected to a like-minded set of smart and interesting folks and talk about subjects just like this. Thanks for listening.